The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. It's time to break through the barriers of belief and start thinking about things in a whole new way. You can remove the blocks in life that keep you from moving forward. The best part is you can begin right now. Welcome to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. In today's program, you will learn proven mindset reset practices that you can put into use immediately to change your life. Now, here is Prudence Gensman. Welcome, welcome to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. Wow, what an interesting way for Tuesday to start out, and here we are. It almost feels a little like a Monday, but I guess we'll, we always take things in stride, right? And one foot in front of the other. So I am so excited to have you here at Mindset Reset Live with Prudence Gensman. And today we're talking about living your creative life and what it looks like when we jump into the things that we really love to do, and even sometimes when it can be a struggle, or even sometimes when we're uncertain what that road looks like, we can dive in and begin exploring it, not put our lives on hold. And even if it's little steps by little steps, we can explore that creative life. And so today, my amazing, wonderful guest is, is uh, Curtis Spear, who is a phenomenal photographer and who has a special gift in being able to not just see kind of life and things that we take for granted, but also in capturing the light that allows it to breathe and and take on a new life. And so without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to um, my dear friend, Curtis Spear. Good morning, Curtis. Hey, good morning, Prudence. Thanks for having me on the show this morning. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. So I would love for you to share with um, with our listeners a little bit about what it is you do and what makes it special. Like, how did you get there? Which is like uh, a whole bunch of questions, but go right for it. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I was, I, I was born with a, a creative talent, uh, mostly drawing, painting, sculpting. So uh, all my childhood, I would always, in my free time, just kind of dabble in the creative world. Uh, and then a little bit of music, but mostly like the, the hands-on stuff, like I said. Um, and then I got into college and had a full scholarship for drawing. So that kind of paid for some schooling. And then once I got out into the real world, um, I got into window dressing. And that led to set design and set styling. So I got to work with companies like Banana Republic and Neiman Marcus and Pottery Barn, William Sonoma. In that course of my life, um, and I probably did that for about eight or nine years, I would work with photographers from all over the world. And so the way I'm programmed is I ask why a lot. I'm that why guy that probably most people don't really care to have around for too long. Um, so I started talking to the photographers. Am I okay? Why do you do this? And how do you do that? So I was just trying to understand how they were looking through the camera because that's something 
that I wasn't taught in drawing class because we were doing everything in three dimensions. Um, and a camera is two dimensions. So I was like, how do I capture the emotion in this flattening to a, a two-dimensional process? So once I got from the styling world and started pursuing my own creative outlet, I bought a camera and I just started playing with it. Um, and then one thing led to another and people were responding to, you know, how did you capture the light in this? And how did you bring that to life? That's something I passed by every single day and never noticed it the way you just saw it. And so it kind of propelled me to, to keep going. And what did you find when you were starting to really see that there might be something in this that, that's, that you create differently and that um, as you're doing it, you're getting different responses than what you've normally heard when you, when you see other fix, pictures or when you've seen other work done by people. How, how did you take that information and, and did you have to overcome any sort of mental blocks that, no, no, this isn't, you know, thanks for the compliment, but I don't accept it or receive it? Or, you know, was there any kind of that struggle with, with even that self-talk and what, what you were saying about the work you were doing? Oh, absolutely. I think any, any creative person, um, be it a writer, a musician, a, an artist of any kind, they always have that self-talk of like, well, this is kind of not the best I can do. I don't know what you're seeing. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> you know, you kind of right. go through that whole thing because you're always evolving and you're always creating and you know it could be better. And with uh, social media being what it is, there's so much stuff out there to compare your work to, especially like with Instagram these days. So um, when people would comment on my work, I'm like, well, I mean, doesn't everybody see see it the same way? But But they don't. And I think that's the beauty in it. And I think that's why it's all necessary that we're all here to contribute to to how we see this world you know and how we see each other more importantly yeah it i i think it's true you know i i it's almost as if if you're not thinking what else i could be doing then then maybe you're not allowing yourself to evolve and grow but at the same time if you're so stuck in the well yeah that was really something great i made or something great i did you know it doesn't have to be art maybe it's some work that you did and and that you really you're you have some pride in it, but in your head, automatically thinking, oh, geez, but I could have done this, and I could have done it that way, and I could have done it this way. And I think people do that all the time. How do you, what do you do for yourself to really recognize when you've accomplished something, when you've put out a piece that you're really proud of? Do you, do you have anything that you do for yourself to say, wait, I'm going to stop for a second and really recognize what I just did here? I, I, you know, these days I've gotten a whole lot better at that. Initially, when I first started, you know, releasing work or printing work or having these art shows or exhibits, I had this, the buildup was so much greater than the actual show. And so it was almost like, and I, I, I don't know what it's like to give birth to any, any, you know, a baby or anything, but as, as an artist, you, you basically give birth to your project. And then once, for me, once it's out there, then it's like, okay, that's done. What else can we do? And so I almost kind of like brush it off to the side. And, and that's, that's not healthy because you don't acknowledge it, right? So as I've, as I've evolved in my process, I will sit back with a printed piece or a whole series of work and just go, wow, that's really beautiful. And I'm glad I was given the gift. and the resources to be able to make this tangible and visible to everybody else. And so I just kind of sit in that space for, you know, could be a day, could be 30 minutes, it doesn't matter, but I've gotten a whole lot better at sitting in gratitude 
um, which almost makes the process even easier, right? Because once you mm. acknowledge it, then more comes your way, and then you create and pass it on. More comes your way, and you create and pass it on. And you know, so that's really I feel that, like been a flow. Yeah, I was gonna say that's really true. You know, when you take that moment to sit back and and be grateful about what you've accomplished, acknowledge it, and that kind of thing, it it releases a different energy than beating yourself up about not not accomplishing exactly how you'd want to do it. You know, thinking, well, it could have been better, it could have been bigger, it could have been sharper, it could have been this, I could have taken this photo, or I could have done that that piece of work in that kind of way, which is then all very sort of self-flatulating, self-like beating yourself up and and instead of being able to sit and really be in gratitude of, wow, I learned something when I made this piece today. I learned a new angle to, to use the camera. I learned a new process for building this marketing project, or I learned something. And so now I have that and I can move forward. And there's two very different energies to play in. And then you're right. If, if you're in that energy of gratitude and and being able to recognize um, the newness or the, the thing that was accomplished, then it makes it more exciting and less daunting to start the next thing. Absolutely. And it creates an excitement around it. So it's like, okay, now that I did that, or I discovered that aspect of for me, how to use a camera or play with the light differently or colors or texture or whatever. Okay. How do I evolve on that process? Because we're, we're created here to create. And so it doesn't stop. Right. So once we create something, then we keep creating and creating and creating. Exactly. Yeah. And there's no not creating. So even if people sit back and when they say, oh, I'm not a creative person, when you're moving about your day and creating your day-to-day experience in your day-to-day life, we are by far, we are always creating. You know, some of it might be creating a Taj Mahal, and for others it might be creating, you know, a beautiful home for their family. But we're always creators. And so yeah, it's or just, even creating a, a moment, right? And an oh, interchange yeah. with somebody at the coffee shop or, you know, an elderly uh, home, you know, working with disabled people. It could be anything, right? So, yeah, yeah li- you're, you're creating that experience. I like that, creating the moment, too, because yeah. that, that shows the power of it. That shows that when when we get to create from that way and when we know what our creative energy is and how we like to express it, we can then create those moments more regularly. And then I think mm-hmm. I think little gifts and surprises come up in those moments. Oh, absolutely. I've met more interesting people on airplanes these days. I used to be the guy that's like, okay, I'm going to put my headphones on, I'm going to open the book. I don't want anybody to talk to me, but I started surrendering to the process going, okay, if there's something greater than me that's put me in this place at this time next to these people, they have something to bring to the table or I have something to bring to the table or the blessing is going to be mutual to just say hello. And I've had some of the best exchanges with some complete strangers for hours at a time. um, And they end up just telling their whole life story and it just becomes this, you realize how connected we all really are in those those spaces. So although I'm not using the camera in that moment, and I don't really want to capture that moment, um, you're creating a beautiful thing for them to go on, and then, of course, they inspire the next person they they talk to. Mm, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it does make sense. It's it's kind of that pay it forward, even, you know, in subtle ways. And so yeah. I, I really believe it's important to live by example. So if there's something I'm out there saying, I should be out there doing it. But I'm also, when I'm doing it, I'm showing other people that they can do it too. 
which is really that. So as you're sitting and having a conversation with a stranger, now they might be more willing to have a conversation with the next person too, which might take them to meeting someone that they hadn't expected or anticipated, but who really now is is able to input or step into their lives in a bigger way. So I think that, that walking the walk... And living by example, we allow others then to go out and and see that this is possible, it's real, and let me give it a try. Absolutely. St- yeah. Less doing and more being, I think. Oh, yeah, I like that. So yeah. let me ask you this. What other, what insights have you gained from doing the work that you do? Uh, you know, it's been a, an internal, because uh, you had sent me that question or something along that, the line of that question last night, and it's like, oh, what? What have I gained from this? And I have to say, it's been a more of a personal journey, more of a, an introspective approach than, uh, you know, I'm Curtis and here's what I have to offer the world. Because I think my ego probably 20 years ago was approaching my creative ability that way. Like, look what I can do. I can, I can outdraw or outpaint or outsculpt or whatever. And then you get in the real world and you're like, oh, I don't really know what I'm talking about. So, um, in, in doing my photography and sitting back and looking at my images, I'm, I'm finding aspects of my personality and my soul in each image, be it an abandoned merry-go-round or a service station or uh, one of the still lifes that I've produced. Um, and I've also found that some of my more beautiful work, my more evocative stuff, has been the stuff that wasn't planned. So in relating to the still life series that I did that emulates the Dutch masters, um, there is one particular image with these broken eggshells on the ground. And I, I was in the basement when I lived in Portland, Oregon. Just, I had this beautiful natural light source. So I was just kind of playing with these still lives and I was kind of trying to force it, force it, force it. And I sat back in frustration, like, why can't I get this? Why am I trying so hard? And then when I sat and looked at the ground, I saw the perfect, photograph and it was everything that I had been playing with to create these very deliberate still lives and one of the more powerful images is the one that wasn't forced so it taught me to surrender and then start kind of paying attention to everything around you not just you know keeping your blinders on looking straight forward it's 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 all part of the process you know, it's it's interesting that you said that, you know, when you were trying to figure out the sh- photo, the shoot, and then all of a sudden you saw something and that stimulated and you said this, this is it. Because, you know, we've talked on the show before about visioning and, and how we can take a look at things and vision our lives and be open to a vision of what things could be. And and I almost, that was the sense I was getting and, and I could literally see you almost when you saw it, it clicked and it was like, here was this vision, and then it became very clear, and then you could create the photo, which then speaks to what you were saying about it becomes a really internal process. But when you trust that internal process, the external shows up. Every you know? single time. Every single time. Now, what do you do when, so when you are facing that, when you have that internal struggle of this isn't the right shot, this isn't the right image, this isn't the, you know, when you get into that tailspin, how do you sort of step out of that? Or how do you, again, how do you allow yourself to trust what's coming up for you in, in then when you take the photo? Because I suspect there's sometimes you just take the photo, but then you may or may not love what you took. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and sometimes I'll I'll be taking a picture of something. I'm like, why am I taking a picture of this? Like something told me to stop or pull over, mm. start playing with this and check this out. Um, and, and I've gotten really good at not questioning what's asking me to stop. 
you know, or suggesting that I stop. It's not asking me to stop. It's just, it's this notion, your intuition, right? Your sixth sense is like, wait a minute, there's something here. And so oftentimes, um, if I did an image with a cicada and some quail eggs and, I don't know if you've seen it. It's kind of this turquoise-looking cicada. Yuki, oh, it's yeah. my, it's oh, my favorite. It's on my refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite. So that, I was in a really kind of a bum place um, one afternoon down here in Laguna Beach, which I can't imagine why anybody would be in a bum place in Laguna <laughs> Beach. But, yeah. you know, human emotions run the gamut. So um, it, was kind of a, it was kind of a depressing day, and I didn't leave the house. And so I just started playing with the stuff that I'd been collecting along the way, and I just set up this little table in the corner of my room, put up a dark backdrop, and I was just playing with the natural light. I'm like, I guess I'll just use this cicada and this little goblet, and I've got these quail eggs, and I guess I could do this, and whatever. Took the picture, and I probably didn't look at that picture for another two weeks. It just kind of sat on my camera. I didn't even upload them to my computer yet. Mm. And then when I saw that image two weeks later, I'm like, I can't believe how beautiful this is and how I didn't see it two weeks ago. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like I was just going through the motions, but I told myself I had to use my camera every single day and I had to create something every single day, not forcefully, but definitely be present in the process. And I don't know how present I was in that process because I didn't see the beauty in that image until until later when I uploaded it. And then when I posted it, I was surprised at how many people fell in love with it. Yeah. I almost wonder if because you didn't see it in the beginning and you had then that two weeks lead time, when you finally saw it, maybe at that moment you were able to appreciate it in a much deeper way than when you first took the shot. That had to have been it because, um, of course, I, was, I wasn't in the, the rainbows and unicorns mental state. You know, and like, <laughs> I think when most people, they think creating, they've got to be in a good mood. But you take Adele, for example, right? And her that last album that she did was gangbusters, right? But she, right. she she created it from a dark place, right? And so sometimes yeah. the more beautiful stuff comes from that internal struggle that we go through because that's how, that's how we keep making the beautiful stuff, be it music or poetry or, or art or architecture. Or what, it doesn't matter. Gardens. Yeah, it's, it really is amazing that we can create no matter what mood or attitude that we're in. And maybe that's it. Maybe sometimes we need to because then that helps to pull us out of it. But when we come back, we'll continue to talk about living your creative life with Curtis Spear. And you are listening to Mindset Reset live with Prudence Gensman. We're going to go to a quick commercial and be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine you can live your someday dreams today. In her acclaimed work, Mindset Reset, Prudence Gensman shows you new ways to enhance your thinking using inspiring brain thought technology coupled with spiritual exploration. Learn how to powerfully manage your thoughts. Reveal your inner ideas and solutions. Blocks are no longer seen as limitations. Show up more fully in your life. Tune in to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman, each Tuesday on the Voice America Women's Channel to find effective ideas to achieve your goals and dreams. Visit www.mindsetreset.com to access articles filled with insights to grow your understanding of the science behind the way people think. Learn about books, 
products, and how to take part in transformational retreat getaways and special trainings. www.mindsetreset.com Mindset Reset. Your power of thinking can begin right now. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to askprudence at mindsetreset.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. I'm your host, Prudence, and today we're talking with Curtis Spear. He's an amazing photographer, and we're talking about living your creative life and what that looks like. Um, we just were talking about how even sometimes in our in our moments where we're feeling meh, where we're feeling like nothing's coming together, we can get the most spec- spectacular results that um, that can be a gift from the work itself. So. Actually, as we were on break, we were talking a little bit about how some days, even at the best, even when we have everything set up and we have these great opportunities, we have these um, we have these amazing shots, we have these amazing possibilities, that sometimes there's some things that just don't come together and we can face those challenges. You know, Curtis, what do you do when you have that challenge? How do you what, share with us what that looks like and then how you come about, you kind of rise above it? What the challenge of things not working out the way you want them to? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just breathe. <laughs> um, I've gotten really good at kind of stepping away from processes when I, I feel like I'm getting a little frustrated. And like this past week has kind of proven to be a little, a little test, a little challenging um, regarding patience and and envisioning how things are going to turn out. And I think I was talking to you a little bit, or I was starting to touch on over the break uh, with you, Prudence, about um, when we when we let go of how things are supposed to look or work out, uh, you realize that the universe, or whatever you believe in, if you believe in anything, um, can deliver to you a hundred different possibilities to make you shine. So... Uh, in, in my particular case this week, you know, I'm getting ready for this show in Beverly Hills next month. And uh, the, the printer was giving me one headache after another. So I called the company. I'm like, you know, come get this printer. And if I can ask you guys to finish printing the job for me, then that will free me up to do everything else I need to do for the show. And so I had to really kind of kind of turn inward and go, okay, Curtis, you're not in control of this and you're, you're, you're relinquishing control over how you print your work to somebody whom you've never worked with firsthand. So you're entrusting your process to a complete stranger to create the magic that you want to create. And so I'm really having to just kind of go, okay, God, if you, if you have this company finish printing my work for me, so that frees me up to go get my frames and, and, sell some more artwork to help finance the project um, because that's where my energy is better spent. And then I have a print company actually handing the printing needs. Then together we create this beautiful experience and everybody benefits. 
So no, that's been kind of tough. <laughs> Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting, too, that when we are creating, um, when we're out and really creating, I think, in our passion and, and the things that we really believe in, the, tr- the truth is, is that often we need someone to be a part of that with us so that we can really excel at the things we excel at, let them excel at the things they excel at. But, but <clears throat> we are in connection with other people. And when we're connecting and allowing that person to be of help and assistance to us, we can actually take our work out there in a bigger, grander way than if we try and do it by ourselves. And I think sometimes we're so, we're so some, sometimes stuck on, I've got to do this all by myself to for whatever reason, to prove my worth, to prove my value, to prove that I did this, to not impose on someone else, whatever the story might be that someone might have about having to do it themselves. When you release it and allow someone else to help you, you've got a master printer working on printing your stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's a struggle I've had ever since I was a kid. And, you know, I'm, what, 42 now? And so I'm just now understanding that you have, you have to be co-creative in the process. Yeah, you can come up with your idea on your own. You can, you can write it all on paper. You can start playing with it in the privacy of your own home or studio or whatever that creative space is. But at the end of the day, there are so many other talented people that can help you along your path. You know, so say you're a writer. You need a, you need a publicist. You need a PR person. You need an editor. You need the bookbinding company, you know what I mean? So it takes all those people to help create the magic. And so once you, once you open yourselves up saying, okay, I need a team of experts to help make my vision a reality, whatever it is, um, you, I'm, there's no limit. Right. Yeah. So imagine what one person can do. And then if you yeah. add someone to that, what two people can do collectively, yeah. You yep. add another person, and and it, and I and I think sometimes people might feel overwhelmed by that, but what I see in my personal experience is it just starts with one at a time. Like I didn't start by adding ten people to help me with my work. You know, right. I started with one person to do a certain piece, and then someone else that was the right person, and someone else that, and then next thing I know, and I don't have people that I do that I'm with 24-7 all the time. But, you know, I have somebody that does my graphics when I need a graphic design done. I have someone that does a social media who's a different person because both of them have those specialties. I have someone else right. that's doing research, someone else that's doing, you know, the bank statements, you know, that kind of thing. And and it evolves slowly, but yeah. it um, it starts by just letting one person in. Absolutely. And I, yeah, and I think it takes having a good sense of who you are and what you're doing. Because then you can begin to delegate and pass things to other people. Because then you're clearer about what it is that that you're wanting to share and express. Yeah, absolutely. And I was gonna. Uh, I had listened to this um, motivational speaking. I, d- I don't watch any TV, um, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But I don't want to fill my head with a bunch of nonsense. So I often listen to motivational speakers. And so one day I was creating and. I had this guy on, I can't remember his name for the life of me, so I apologize, but he had touched on this notion of if you combine your why with your identity, if your why identity, you understand why why you're doing what you're doing and you will only excel because now you know where it comes from. Mm -hmm. So it kind of ties right back into what you just said. Know where you're coming from, know why you're doing it, and then from there it will actually unfold in the way it's supposed to. But if you're just showing up and you've got this product or your service, but you don't really know why you're doing it, like you're kind of doing, you're kind of having fun with it, and you're like, well, that's cool, and I can create that, or I can do this. And But you don't have this, this what I'm going to call the source, 
mm-hmm. then I don't think you'll ever maximize your potential. You know what? You know? Yeah, I, I, um, and I think it's important to still show up anyway because that potential and the understanding might come because you continue to show up, even at the moments when you're not really sure why you're doing what you're doing. But when you do know it, and when you have that that more clarity, um, not that that was a proper grammatical phrase, but when you're clearer <laughs> about <laughs> about why you're doing what you're doing, I love that the why identity. Then mm-hmm. what you're able to do is show up in a more dynamic and creative way, and then that continues and promulgates that that thought pattern. And what happens then is. Because you're able to do that in a part of your life, you begin to carry that with you everywhere. You know, employers um, should really know this about their employees and find what they're passionate and great at. Because guess what? People, what's the, there's a, there's a saying, and I do not know who to attribute this to, but there's a saying that says, people work harder for praises and raises. In the absence of praises, people want raises. But the mm-hmm. idea is that when people don't get recognized for the work that they're doing, then it changes the work that they're doing. And when we're able to be clear, so if I'm clear and I'm showing up at work or I'm showing up at light in life with my family, with my friends, with coworkers, if I'm showing up and I'm clear on who I am, then the work that I produce and put out is going to be even greater or the relationships I'm going to have with others is going to be even, even cleaner and even, I think, more meaningful. And yeah. I, so I think it's important to find that, but I think it's still important too to show up. Because that showing up helps us to get to the why. Yeah, yeah. You constantly unfold parts of yourself. And, you know, somebody had posed, I was having a, it seems like I have a lot of rough days, but I don't really. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's those rough days kind of stand out because they're they're more often really great than not. So um, I decided I'm just going to step away from the process. I'm going to go to the gym, just kind of change my chemicals, stay active or get active, I should say. And the person at the front desk came up to me and just said, so Curtis, why do you take pictures? Hmm. And I'm like, I'm working out, you know, like, I, I don't want to talk about this. And then it, it, it resonated with me. And I'm like, oh my, why do I take pictures? So I'm, I go back to, you know, my workout program. And I told the guy, I go, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. It's a really good question. And I don't think anybody's ever asked me that such point blank so directly. Hmm. So I thought about it the rest of my work. I'm like, why do I take pictures? And it was just a really simple answer. And it's because I see everything as incredibly beautiful. And that was it. I'm like, there's no more. And I'm like, no, that's just it. Like, I just see it as all beautiful. It's all, it's all part of the cycle. It's all necessary. So um, I go back up to the guy. I'm like, because I take beautiful pictures. And he goes, good answer. And all of a sudden I had this sense of peace about me because I'm like, okay, now I know why I do what I do because I don't go through my day thinking I'm the the most creative photographer photographer or the best photographer. Um, But I definitely have something that I'm bringing to the table that nobody else is. I think we we all have that. Seven billion people in the world, almost eight billion people in the world. Everybody's contributing a different perspective. It's all necessary. And I think that over time, if somebody down the road a year later asks you that same question, why do you take 
what do you do photography? Why do you take these photos? That there might even be another answer, another layer underneath the everything I see is beautiful. Like I think yeah. periodically we're called to ask ourselves again, why am I doing this? Because I think sometimes then we're called to step into something completely different or it takes on a new life and evolves to something that we couldn't yet see or understand without having been through the, the experiences we'd been through. Yeah, and it's scary. It's scary to, to change directions midstream. Um, yeah, and I, I, it feels like I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> really accustomed to it. And I don't know, and you, we, you know, we grew up in the same town, so I don't know if that's part of uh, my military upbringing is, you know, we, we moved all the time. So I think it, as I get older, as, as an adult male, I'm constantly moving, either physically or proverbially. I'm just... I'm shifting all the time and I'm, I'm expanding and growing and learning and seeing things from, from different angles. Uh, I think that's called, evo- I think it's evolution. called evolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And you know, it's interesting. I'll talk to some people and they're just scared to death. They're like, I don't they're like Curtis, how do you, how do you go through your day with no fear? And I'm like, well, I never said I didn't have any fear, but if I stay in that place of fear, then I don't move. Hmm. So they're like, but, but, what about the whole starving artist mentality? I'm like, that's the problem with that mentality because somebody had coined this whole starving artist thing. So it's, it's self perpetuating. It's you're creating these, these starving artists. And so I've never right. said I was a starving artist. I said, I'm a working artist. So I, I think that's a perfect point. And we've got to cut to a quick commercial, but I do want to talk okay. a little bit more about that. Cause really that's a mindset. That's a mindset yeah. of this whole idea of being a starving artist. And, and I think it's important to step into that just a little bit to help people see how they can begin shifting that for themselves. So when we return, we'll continue to talk with um, the magnificent Curtis Spear and, <laughs> and living your creative life. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine you can live your someday dreams today. In her acclaimed work, Mindset Reset, Prudence Gensman shows you new ways to enhance your thinking using inspiring brain thought technology coupled with spiritual exploration. Learn how to powerfully manage your thoughts. Reveal your inner ideas and solutions. Blocks are no longer seen as limitations. Show up more fully in your life. Tune in to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman, each Tuesday on the Voice America Women's Channel to find effective ideas to achieve your goals and dreams. Visit www.mindsetreset.com to access articles filled with insights to grow your understanding of the science behind the way people think. Learn about books, products, and how to take part in transformational retreat getaways and special trainings. www.mindsetreset.com Mindset Reset. Your power of thinking can begin right now. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. 
You may also send an email to askprudence at mindsetreset.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mindset Reset Live with Prudence Gensman. I am your host, Prudence, and today we're talking about living your creative life and how we can step out in the world. And I think part of it is trusting our intuition, trusting what excites us, trusting there's a whole lot of trust going on is really the, <laughs> the bottom line. And I, I'm talking with and sharing um, with you all um, Curtis Spear, who is an amazing photographer and artist, and we're just talking about what it's like to be out there and expressing and sharing and finding out who you are. And I love what you said about the why identity, you know, finding out who you are and why you're doing it. And um, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, certain mindsets that pop up, certain notions that people have held forever and ever. And and one of them is the the whole idea of being a starving artist and whether or not we you know, we can we can choose whether or not to take that on and and what that looks like to us or just throw that completely away and say, what does my art really look like and represent? What do you do, Curtis, when you hear people say that to you or when you when maybe you say it to yourself on occasion? I don't know. But what do you, how do you kind of look at that and what do you shift? How do you shift your mindset around it? Uh, great question. I When I lived in Portland, Oregon, I had approached a couple galleries up there, um, photography galleries well one fine art gallery and then one um two that were just strictly photography and it presented a portfolio of work and looking back probably not my strongest work but at the time it was it was the best i had to offer and i approached these galleries and they said well why do you want to be a photographer there's no money in it like you can you can print so many photographs and people aren't going to buy your work so why even waste your time and I'm, I'm listening to these, what I perceived as authorities in the art world. Mm-hmm. And I, I had, I walked out every single time, like with kind of my tail between my legs, feeling a little bit defeated. I'm like, wait a minute, but they don't know what I know. And I, I can't even say what I know, but there's this, this innate sense that I have, that I have to keep going. I have to keep taking pictures. So whether I show in a gallery or not, doesn't say whether you're a good artist. So I had to let go of that notion and I had to stop listening to let's say I was listening to what they had to say, but I wasn't putting all my power in what their words. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I had to go, okay, Curtis, what's right for you? Because they're, they're looking at it from strictly a business perspective and you're looking at it from a creative, joyful, passionate perspective. And when you put your passion into it, you can only create magic. So, I had been able to sell more work directly to art buyers, collectors, um, than I probably would have through a gallery because now I'm mm. representing myself 100%. I'm not relying on somebody else kind of making up the story about why I took the picture that I took. And I'm not saying that I'm not open to being represented by anybody. I'm just saying it hasn't happened yet. So in the, in the meantime, in order for me to pay my bills and put food on my table... I have to get out and sell myself. Um, and that's a little bit scary, especially as a creative person, because now you've got to shift from creative to business, back to creative, back to business, to creative, answer your emails, you know, work with your frame shop. <clears throat> and so it kind, of, it kind of splits your energy in two or three different ways. But I have to look back and say, thank God I didn't listen to those people because I would have given up photography altogether and then the gift that I've been given would never have been shared. 
Now, I wonder if two things. One, if part of, you know, you stepping out and, and having to take on a, a bigger piece of sales role for a while, if that helps to solidify even within you your why and keeps to show, you know, the importance of this and the value of this. Because I think if people really aren't into it, then they they kind of peter out when it comes to then getting out there and putting their work out there. But the second thought that comes up and and what I'm curious about too, because I believe that when we shift a mindset or when we ex- we decide not to hold on to a thought pattern, that that we do substitute and put some other thought in its place. So what would you say then is a thought that you put in your in your mind, the mindset that you do adopt when it comes to the, the art world and the work that you're putting out? So if you choose not to say that uh, people are starving artists, what do you say instead to yourself? So I, I've, I'm a huge proponent, and I've always said this to myself, no is not a good answer. Not right now is a much better answer. But to tell somebody no pretty much slams the door in their face. You know, and so I had to tell myself, okay, Curtis, it's, it's not a no, it's just not right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is not how it looks, but don't give up because there's something that you're doing that's going to benefit one or more people outside of yourself, be it with a company. Like if I got a design job with whomever, it doesn't matter. Um, or if I just started doing freelance work for somebody or just even taking headshots of people, you know, I'm still, I'm still showing up being my authentic self, doing what I absolutely love doing, but it may look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't say no. I just say not right now. So if, if something's not unfolding the way I think it's going to unfold or how I'd like it to unfold, then I just go, okay, this is, you know, the universe that created me, God that created me, has a hundred different ways this is going to show up. So mm-hmm. don't get stuck on the two or three very human ideals of, of what you think it's going to look like. And so how do you, you know, that goes back to the whole idea of you really, that takes trusting yourself and that takes trusting something bigger and bigger beyond you. So there's a lot of trust that shows up there. Is that something that comes easy? I know this is probably a rhetorical question, but is that something <laughs> that comes easy for you or how do, what do you do to continue to build your trust in yourself, the work you're doing, in your faith, what, whatever that looks like? Yeah, I, I can't say it comes easy. I don't know if it comes easy for anybody. Exactly. I mean, probably a, a select few, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I can't even compare myself to anybody. Uh, yeah, because it, that, that that fear thing steps in the way. And, and, and you know, you always have, you know, people around you saying, well, how are you going to pay this? How are you going to take care of that? And all of a sudden it starts planting these seeds of fear. Like, oh, my God, I should be doing more. I should be doing more. What? You know, just because I'm at home in the studio creating or, or working on images to send over to the printer or, you know, measuring things out doesn't mean I'm not working. It just doesn't look the way most people work. And so I have to kind of tune out of that and go, okay, Curtis, this, again, doesn't look like the way most people think it should look. So you can't listen to them planting these seeds of fear. So you have to trust in something greater than yourself because right now you're in your studio by yourself. And you're going to reach out to a handful of people to help facilitate the project. Um, and you're going to trust it all happens in divine timing and, and the way it's supposed to, and the resources are going to show up when they need to show up. And you've got to put your energy in the positive. But if you stay in that place of fear, trying to think or thinking that you have control over all of it, you will just stay in this hamster wheel for the rest of your life. Right. So I have to trust. And it's, Sometimes it's voluntary. Sometimes I feel like 
trust is pulled from my hands, like like candy from a baby. Like, I'm going to take your trust now <laughs> because I have your best interest in mind. You don't need the sugar. You know what I mean? Like, of course, that's when, uh, I think like that's that. when we, when we learn what it means to even trust in a deeper way, when our trust is challenged. And so then we have to trust in an even deeper way to then get to a whole level, other, other level of not, on, not only understanding what trust means, but who we are and, yeah. um, and how we relate to other people. Because there's yeah. a lot of trust that when we're better at trusting ourselves, then we can start playing really at trusting others in a deeper way. And I think that also makes us a lot more aware of the people around us that we're trusting. And I think it changes the people around us um, and who's showing up for us because we're ready to allow them in. Absolutely. And I always, I always do prayers of gratitude now every morning and every night. And I said, you know, just thank you for the people that are being brought into my life for my greatest good, whatever that looks like. Nice. And I just kind of leave it kind of general because I don't, again, I don't know how it's going to unfold, but I know that I get to keep taking pictures every single day. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, we just have um, a few minutes before we go to our next break, but I want to ask you, give me some ideas of maybe principles that you live by or thoughts that, you know, mindsets that to you are valuable and that um, that you find really help you along in this process as you're creating not only your amazing work as a photographer, but as you're creating your life. Uh, principles. Yeah, I would have to say it's the honesty, uh, integrity, patience, understanding, and perseverance. Mm. Um, the honesty really comes, you know, uh, being honest with myself. Like, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? It goes back to that whole thing we just talked about. Um, what do I want to gain from this? Which kind of goes back into your why. Um, integrity, always showing up following through. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Um, do it a hundred percent. So if I print my work on cotton rag and, you know, I hand finish the edges and set them in these beautiful raw walnut frames and I get told, you know, why are you doing it that way? How are you going to protect it? You know, that's not a typical photograph. And I'm like, I'm not a typical artist. So I'm showing up with a hundred percent integrity with, with my vision as a creator. Um, Patience goes back into everything we just talked about. Like, it may happen today, it may happen tomorrow, but the problem that I think most people have now is living in the internet age where everything's the click of their fingers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Amazon, just, I want it tomorrow, I get it tomorrow. And so mm-hmm. they start looking at their personal relationships and the things in their life, hoping they'll manifest in like 12 seconds. Um, and they don't. Um, understanding, knowing that you don't have all the facts, uh, either with your relationships, your conversations, uh, even the news, right? Oh, so right. Kinda, <laughs> Definitely. You take, you take bits and pieces and you go, does that resonate with me? Or does that does that feel like it comes from a place of fear? Or is that getting under my skin? Or what am I learning about myself in the process? Um, and then just understanding from different perspectives. But always, for me, perseverance. Never giving up. Ever, ever, ever. Like you try and you try and you try and you may make a mistake, you may take the worst photograph in the world, but you learn something from it. Yeah. You know, one of my favorites is um, perspective because there's always Mm. more than one way to see things. So I'll throw that in the mix there too because I completely agree with you. And um, I think there's so many more ways to look at 
at any one thing. And when we open ourselves to it, then we open ourselves to expansion. So we're going to go to our last commercial break. And when we return, um, when we return, Curtis, I want you to share how we find you, where we find you, and, um, and to tell us about your upcoming exhibit, which I'm very, I'm hoping that I'll be able to attend. So um, when we come back, um, we will continue talking about living your creative life. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine you can live your someday dreams today. In her acclaimed work, Mindset Reset, Prudence Gensman shows you new ways to enhance your thinking using inspiring brain thought technology coupled with spiritual exploration. Learn how to powerfully manage your thoughts. Reveal your inner ideas and solutions. Blocks are no longer seen as limitations. Show up more fully in your life. Tune in to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman, each Tuesday on the Voice America Women's Channel to find effective ideas to achieve your goals and dreams. Visit www.mindsetreset.com to access articles filled with insights to grow your understanding of the science behind the way people think. Learn about books, products, and how to take part in transformational retreat getaways and special trainings. www.mindsetreset.com Mindset Reset. Your power of thinking can begin right now. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to askprudence at mindsetreset.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mindset Reset, live with Prudence Gensman. Today we're talking about living your creative life. And I don't know how you can talk about it without feeling the excitement of being creative, but um, I have with me special guest, uh, Curtis Spear. And Curtis, I... I would love for you to share. I want to make sure we get a chance to do this. Please share where people can see your work, where they can find you. Um, you know, please share that with our listeners. Uh, well, there's a few venues. Uh, of course, my website, which is Curtis, C-U-R-T-I-S, Spear, S-P-E-E-R.com, CurtisSpear.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook under Curtis Spear and then Instagram, um, just Curtis Spear. I try to keep it very simple for people. Uh, <laughs> so I yeah, think that's Cur- I have, Curtis Spear, right? <laughs> yeah, Curtis Spear. If somebody had, I have a show coming up in, uh, it's just a, a two-day show up in Beverly Hills next month, October 17th and 18th. And uh, somebody had called me Curtis Beverly Hills Spear, which <laughs> made me chuckle. And I'm like, that's got a nice little sound to it. So um, yeah, but there's information on my website too about the show. Oh, good, good, and it's um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct something you said because <clears throat> you said I have just a two day show, and the truth is, is you oh. have a two day show in Beverly Hills. Yes, I have a two day show in Beverly Hills. <laughs> the it's two not... most magnificent days in Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, it's not just anything. <laughs> no, no, it, it 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 was quite a juried process, and it took two months to find out if I even made the cut. So I'm 
Wow. Super grateful that I got picked. And so when you have those things, when you, when you get that, how do you, um, do you, do you have a mental process that you feel you have to go through to be prepared for a show or? Well, first I do a little dance in my living room. <laughs> like, you know, like I got it, I got it. You know, like when you get the part in the play or whatever in school. Um, and then it's like, okay, now it's time to do the work. So then I kind of roll up my sleeves and go, all right, let's make a checklist and, Let's do a work back. If the date, you know, the show is this date, what do we need to have in place, you know, a week before, two weeks before, a month before? Who needs money up front? Who can I pay out? You know, who can I reach out to to help me from a resource standpoint? Um, Yeah, but none of it is stressful. I think if you approach it from kind of that business approach, like, okay, this is the creative part, but now we have to do the business part. You got to do the work. Right. and then it just becomes fun, you know. If you, like, you always, you always hear. You might even say, when you're doing what you love to do, it never feels like work. Right. And I'm, I, I feel fortunate enough to tune in to my gifts so much to not worry about how I'm going to pay my bills or eat, <laughs> and just, just really enjoy the process. And I've never missed a meal. So, I, I'm for that. I'm just grateful. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Curtis, for being a part of our show today. I really appreciate it. And um, like I said, my it's on my calendar, and my intention is to to be there with you to celebrate in Beverly Hills. So thank well, you so yeah. much. You bet, Prudence. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> so as as you all know, one of my um, the way I like to sort of end the show and wrap up at the end is to give you all a mindset reset weekly challenge. And this is just giving you the opportunity to have a piece of information that maybe you can go out and try during your week and see, you know, see what shows up. And I think this week as we're talking about living your creative life, the mindset reset weekly challenge is going to be go out and play and see what it looks like to express yourself through art. And that could be art of any kind. You know, if, if you're already an artist, maybe it's trying your art in a slightly different way. So if you're a painter, maybe use a different medium than you've ever tried before. Or um, if you have never really picked up an art, but always thought, you know, oh, I would love to maybe take a guitar lesson. Or I'd love to, you know, um, take some kind of a, a dance class or whatever that is that's been calling you that you've wanted to try. Go out and try that and see what shows up as you as you kind of put aside any limitation that you might normally say, I'm too busy, I, you know, that costs too much. Guess what? It doesn't cost anything to pick up a pencil and some paper and do some sketching and maybe go out in the environment and someplace beautiful that's inspiring to you. If you want to do it and, and you want to not be restricted to and thinking, well, I've never been an artist, I've never done drawings, I've never whatever, then here's another piece of it. Use your non-dominant hand and create something sort of abstract because you already know that it's not going to be so great if it's not the hand you usually write with. You're not going to put the same restrictions. And then as you're doing it, just kind of watch what fun things unfold and maybe you finish it with your dominant hand. There's lots of ways to play with it. So, so the challenge this week is to go out and express yourself in some way, shape, or form in art and try that on for yourself. You know, when we get clear on who we are, And when we can show up in a more dynamic and creative way, not only do we impact ourselves, but we do impact those around us. We impact our families. We impact our friends. We impact because we're getting clear. We're able to express who we are. We're able to be a little more vulnerable with people. And it's not as scary because we know with what voice we're speaking from. And so when we're out living a creative life, creating in whatever way really resonates for us, 
When we're out and doing that, we get to shine and we get to step into who we are. And then we get to explore life from that vantage point and that viewpoint. And that's where the real power and magic lies. You know, I get the amazing opportunity to be here with you all each week and to share about, you know, the story of Mindset Reset and and how that looks in our life. I would love if there's anyone out there who has a particular topic that you would like for me to explore a little further with you all, um, or if you have someone that you think would be an amazing guest to have on the show. It's always exciting when I get emails from people, you know, who's sharing their work, and, and I'm hoping to have a few of those people on in upcoming shows. And so please send that information. And I love to hear back from you how the challenges are showing up in your life. And so remember, you can always email me at askprudence at mindsetreset.com. You can link to us on Facebook, and we just go from there. So have an amazing time creating your art. And until next time, abundant blessings to you all. Congratulations on your decision to start living your someday dreams today. Mark your calendar to join Mindset Reset live with Prudence Gensman each Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Remember, you can embrace the power of your mind to create the dreams of your heart. And it begins right now.